Oh 
Yeah, so I gave as good as I got. Anyway, uh, Zeph Daniel is here in the house, uh, heading back from the uh, the uh, from, from events that will take me probably years to figure out what happened and what is happening, and that's okay because we're here today. And God made this day, and God is on the throne. As far as I'm concerned, God is the physician. And fuck everybody else who thinks they're, you know, thinks they're superior to God or doesn't need to pray or thinks they can make it, uh, you know, on their own or in their little collective of deluded people, which uh, that song is about. That song is very accurate. They can't ever release a song like that on the top 40. It's just too deep and too true. And, you know, it alienates a lot of people. Anyway, um, okay, so we're in a, you know, we got this Jesus movement thing happening. I'm just going to give you a little update um, on my health situation. Um, uh, well, I'm, you know, uh, because I know, I know there's people emailing me and, and, and I haven't been, the reason that I haven't been able to respond in emails to uh, people is because I have been really, uh, you know, extremely mentally foggy from uh, the uh, uh, the medication that uh, they should never have given me and um, which is basically poison and you know there's so there has to be so I basically threw it out the window <laughs> and I've been going through withdrawal uh, symptoms and um, you know I, since the medication began I have been you know, I, I can appear to be okay and, and lucid and everything, but really my 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 um, my visual ability, my vis- visual acuity, and um, there's I, there's some psychological problems that have um, emerged with it. Uh, you know, in terms of you know fogginess, you know, dropping things, bumping into things, uh, not being able to be balanced on my feet, not able to um, have the energy to you know pick up a phone or do really do anything, and then. Um, it's, uh, it's, um, uh, it's unfortunate, but anyway, the good news is that I am on the, uh, mend, as they say, um, I've had, um, you know, it turns out to be, you know, you know, a huge problem in, uh, my, uh, you know, the, uh, urinary tract and, you know, kidneys, bladder, prostate, all that, you know, all are have gone through a, you know, a great trauma. And uh, part of that is just because um, of my age and, and all that and genetics. And the other part is I, I didn't, um, I, I kind of had, you know, I guess I was confused on what kind of symptoms I had or whatever. But anyway, so we're on it now and, and I'm... Um, intend to... Um, uh, you know, follow through with trying to, to, to deal with uh, some allopathic medicine to make sure this doesn't happen again. But at the same time, I don't, I don't, won't, you know, the, you know, the drug, the, the, the drugs that they have, uh, you know, have been very uh, problematic, but I understand I needed antibiotics. And my test came back negative for any infection, so, you know, we'll see. And then the doctor told me that I would never really be better. We just have to have workarounds and, you know, basically you're, you're just uh, not, not the kind of optimistic thing I want to hear. 
And so, um, you know, like a lot of people, I'm uh, looking for God to heal me and alternative medicine and things like that to uh, try to, you know, get um, some health back. And really, if I limp along like this, it's it's fine. Uh, for as many years as God gives me, it's okay, you know. Um, you know, it's... Uh, I got in the habit of not doing much. Count it up to, you know, you can count it for old age. I'm 69 going on 70. So, I mean, it's not, it's not unusual. You know what I mean? And um, I'm definitely in a state of mind right now where I'm pretty uh, fiery and God is talking to me about, uh, you know, he wants me to talk about this revival thing. And um, I hate to break people's bubbles. <laughs> but these are the same people. These are the same, you know, uh, cool. I don't know which one. Well, there's a, there, we have, do we have a, uh, uh, we don't want that. No. You don't want real sugar. No, that can help it. Do you have uh, the this is stevia the, or? Not in this. No, those are no good. Okay, so we'll just have it black. Black tea. Mm -hmm. We have stevia, but it's in the car. Uh, yeah, it's in the car, and I'm in the room. So, anyway, you know, God bless you, each and every one. The Lord is the uh, author of prophecy. The Lord is the author of events. The Lord is the originator of life. The Lord is the orchestrator of all the events that you see. See, you just, I, I know there's a lot of people that just don't, you know, because you feel like a victim, you know, and, and he, that, and I don't blame you. I have, believe me, I've struggled with this. Uh, the last two weeks, I felt like a victim. I have to fight it back because, I mean, you know, I feel like a victim that I'm just going to kill myself and that's, you know, and you know how not I'll, acceptable. No, I understand that, but I mean, I definitely get into that suicidal mentality. If you know you're screwed for a while, you know. And, uh, so the other option is to give it to the Lord and to see what uh, happens through faith. You know, if there could be a he healing of kidneys and a healing of bladders and a healing of whatever. Um. Uh, I feel like the Lord can heal anyone. Amen. And in fact, you know, a person like me, who they expected to be dead a long time ago, as far as, you know, mental, as far as my instrument, being an instrument of God, I've, I've hidden that idea. You know, I use vulgarities, I say the F-bomb, I do all kinds of things. And I do music and, and, and uh, you know, some films. And, but you have to understand something. The, uh, I'm not, you don't see me out there doing, you know, the Jesus movement. You don't see me doing... Um, 
well, whatever the the Jesus movement, the the film, the Greg. Well, let's just face it; it's called the Greg Laurie Show. You don't see who's a disciple of Chuck Smith, who comes from Orange County, California. Okay. Same people threaten me and Trish and others like us. Now, what do I tell God about their little movement? Thousands being baptized in Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So I just call on the Lord and I say, Lord, you know, you know me. If there's something wrong with me, point it out. If there's something wrong with them, please expose it. And the word that I get, you know, the feedback I get, the, the, the spirit I get is this, is to zing back over to Charles and what he said about the um, tribulation saints. And I'll just put it this way. I believe these this revival is for people who will be um, who will be persecuted and who will be the tribulation say not like what Mark Wahlberg says necessarily and Wahlberg is trying to cash in and be an entrepreneur in this whole thing creating clothing lines and everything for just Jesus people and I'm and I'm looking at that and I'm cringing at Wahlberg and um, you know um, you know, I'm not ju- judging his character or anything like that. I'm not doing that. I'm just cringing at the idea of creating clothing lines and, you know, becoming an entrepreneur in Las Vegas, you know, setting up in Nevada to market the Jesus movement. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You see, here at the Zephyr Report, I'm going to make you read between the lines a little bit because... Again, I wouldn't even talk to you unless I had heard from the Lord. There's there's no point in me going out and doing Zeph Daniel. My desires as, uh, you know, um, gee, I hope I'm successful in all my endeavors. Well, of course, but I mean, I don't feel I need to mix that up with Jesus necessarily or as part of a movement. The world is the world, you know, and it is the way it is, which is basically the world is in opposition to Christ. Period. There is no wiggle room around that. The world is literally opposition to Christ. Western civilization is a Christian civilization, but it is not in opposition to Christ because what it is is a subterranean cult. Okay? that runs it, who are Satanists. And as long as that's happening, they will use Christianity to recruit and initiate those into their, you know, um, rulemaking, into their conformity, into the thing that Jesus hates and God hates. And I'm sorry, but, he, but you know, just like... <coughs> You know, when God hates his perfect hate, it's not hate like if I hate something. It's hate that it's 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 hate that's more like repulsion. You know, it's not personal. 
So I remember when I got on here and I was given the word by the Lord directly that the you know there you know the, the there is no pre-tribulation rapture. And along with that word came another word which was you know, I mean, if that was supposed to be, then God would have to um, apologize for nuking Sodom and Gomorrah. Because this is far more down the track than that. Way more radical than Sodom and Gomorrah. Far more evil than anything we've ever seen. And it may be getting ready to happen through with through nuclear war. And... Um, you know, that's just right on the verge. <laughs> People don't even realize we're right on the verge of total nuclear annihilation. All of us dying. Like, could happen in five minutes. And most people are operating like... You just take one of those, please. One? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Two of these. Um, it, you know, in, in truth, if he's stepping out in faith, I mean, I don't know. Who's he? He wants to do Hollywood 2.0 based in Nevada. Well. And, and get it away from the corruption of well, Hollywood. I just had a, a gummy, a vitamin D gummy in case we you know, I, I, I shouldn't eat while you're trying to talk. But I have my own spiritual walk here. And I believe that my illness has brought me closer to the Lord. Yeah. Much closer. Much closer than it was in 2002. Much closer than 1999. Much closer than at any time in my life. So he will tell me things. Yeah. You can't help it when you get close to the Lord for any reason. I mean, I think if you've known people that have had life-threatening illnesses, which you probably have, You've noticed that same phenomenon, probably, some of you. And um, not that anyone would listen, of course, that, that our society shuns the, 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 the old, shuns the wise, right? We've shunned wisdom. So people that have wisdom that, that are senior in years cannot share it with anyone because they're written off because of the, because they're, you know... Uh, the the uh, the arrogant youth um, thinks it's funny and thinks they they should be laughed at. But for those of you who own faith, who need something from the Lord, I can tell you this: help is on the way. Amen. And just bite your tongue when you see it come. You know, right. Because everybody will tell you now, you, you see they're going to get crazy with revival, taking over the industry, Hollywood 2.0. Why didn't our company, Crazed House, do Hollywood 2.0? Because we were sent in there to subvert, to tell stories, number one, to put stories first, right? You put God first, and when you're in the storytelling business, you put stories first, you know, and our company is inspired by God. And God has made us subversive. Why would that be? Because that does more for Hollywood 2.0 to break the paradigm of Hollywood than anything else. I mean, you know, should we become known if that happens? We may just be obscure. 
And that's okay too. For those who have eyes. Whatever the Lord has is okay. But it's, you know, I've, I don't have that big a problem with Hollywood 1.0, folks. You know, with the, 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 the good people in Hollywood, and the, the, it's a mix, been always been a mixed bag because people are desperate to be famous and rich, you know, so they get, so it attracts, you know, desperate people like flies to, to you know what. Um, and, and that's sad and heartbreaking and all that, but it's always been about, you know, lifting up a big vision about the greatest art form in the world and being able to, to communicate a great vision. Now, now they've, They've lost their way. Now, there is no 1.0 anymore. But 1.0 had brought you, you know, you know, epic Bible stories and Ben-Hur and, you know, and, uh, um, you know, even, even Fritz Lang's Metropolis was, you know, visionary. And uh, there had been a whole bunch of visions and stories that, that were necessary for, 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 for food, for, for, for civilization, for existence. You know, it started with mythology. We tell each other myths, and we believe they're true. When we watch a movie, we suspend our disbelief. We believe it's true what we're watching. And somehow that story feeds us. And then now it's, it's been nothing but a news cycle and propaganda and, you know, useless Hollywood movies and dumb movies like Little Mermaid and, you know, all the, you know, the Disney, the dumb, dumb woke Disney type people. We have no business making movies, you know, for any reason whatsoever because they're propagandists. Propaganda has no place in the movie business, none. So all these big corporations that own these studios are trying to use it for propaganda. And uh, Jane Fonda found out in the very beginning that uh, using it for propaganda didn't work. So Wahlberg sees himself a, um, you know, a potential to to bring movies back to what they used to be or whatever it is is in his mind. And then, of course, he has a clothing line and, you know, he's like pulling a Nike and, you know, he wants to, you know, move in there. And the new entrepreneur, because there's so many people that are so pissed off with everything, they're ready for something new and Wahlberg wants to head it up. And it will make him fabulously rich beyond, I mean, he's already really rich, but now he's going to really be rich. Which is okay to a point. Unless it crosses that barrier where the Lord says, you know, it's doubtful a rich man will ever get into heaven. And that would be one that covets money. Or that sees, if you see an opportunity in revival or backlash against Hollywood, <clears throat> and you see an opportunity um, and you say it's of God and you know, it's really basically just on your own greed and entrepreneurialism instead of, of God. Um, good luck with that. These are the same people that do their podcasts on Rumble and everywhere else, and they want you to donate or they want you to subscribe or, you know, do something to give them money. And most of them don't deserve a dime. And you know it. You, <clears throat> you've been listening for years. How, how, how far have you gotten? You feel good today? Yeah, I can see you not doing jumping jacks. You, you feel great, right? Lovely. Anyway, help is on the way. God sees. God hears. God is about to move. He's been moving the whole time. In fact, everything that you see is God move. But people don't recognize it. We get miracle uh, reports every day from Pakistan, okay? 
and we had been involved in saving a woman who was uh, had uh, you know was going to lose her leg, and then she had uh, lost her kidneys were shot, and then she had to get a, she got a transplant by someone walking along, and Jesus told this guy to go in and donate a kidney to this woman to keep her alive, and now. She's had the operation. Her legs are there. She's out of the hospital. I don't know what, exactly what she's doing, but it's a miracle of the Lord that there even was a kidney available. Some guy walking along who got the message to go ahead and walk into the hospital, not even knowing why, except to donate a kidney. And this kind of thing, you know, is, you know, feeding the, 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 the fishes and loaves and those kinds of things are going on. You just don't see them here in America because America is under, what people said, it's under judgment. Well, it's under judgment. I mean, you ain't seen nothing yet. You know, because America is looked at as, you know, Babylon or Mystery Babylon is looked at as, you know, really the, the, the center of all secret societies. Not Davos. Because why? Because the money is on, you know, because of Wall Street. You know, Davos is not Wall Street. You know, Bahrain is not Wall Street. They all come here. They all come to worship the whore. And I can tell you that when the balloon goes up, when this thing begins, you know, people are going to be like so flummoxed for answers, you know, so desperate and they're going to get nothing. It's going to be, um, you know, just a, a great people, and and there's also the pain of, of you know, uh, totalitarianism, locking down, cruelty. You know, just just the policy right now is no prisoners. The concentration camps, the um, FEMA camps, and all that are for the uh, immigrants. They're not for the the indigenous. You know, the the people who live here. The people who live here are slur, are targeted for death. That doesn't mean they'll be successful, folks. In fact, with the lambs, they won't at all. You can walk right, listen, you can walk right up to one of these people. You know, walk right up to, um, you know, uh, somebody on Fox News or on CNN or whatever. Fox News is another fake Jesus outlet. Jesus hates Fox News, so just so you know. You can walk right up to him and say whatever you want, do whatever you want, you know, um, be who you are, whatever. And I guarantee you they won't see you. You'll make no impression. It'll be like you weren't there. And God's doing that, making you invisible, because um, he is uh, protecting you. Because you're, you see, you people were meant to be, you know, lambs from the beginning and kept in that as lambs throughout your experience on earth, which is very brief. And God would protect you from the induction into or persecution thereof uh, and, and has done that. And that's why you've survived. That's why you've had a job. That's why you've had income. That's why you've had provision. Because God provided it. They didn't provide it. They want to take it away from you. But they couldn't manage to do that because they can't see you. The only way they could see you is if you were one of them. Hello? A big, big hello, hallelujah just went up everywhere, huh? <laughs> and so therefore bask in your protection.
I don't say go play on the freeway. Flaunt it. Flaunt it. But, um, you know, this, uh, this, this, this thing I wrote, I read it about it in Breitbart News, um, about the revival and the Jesus movement and, and I'm saying, well, I wonder if Greg Lurie's name's going to pop up here somewhere. Oh, there it is. You know, Franklin Graham, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to call this 800 number on your screen and they have some things for you. They're going to pray with you and they're going to help you to, you know, to know Jesus. <laughs> Anybody? So you guys, man, you're going to have to go it alone. I'm sorry. You're going to have to go it alone. And, um, you know, there really is no, um, God won't permit us to be, you know, in groups. I mean, we can be loosely associating groups, you know, to a certain extent, but it's not going to be like what you think a family is or whatever. Every lamb is, is um, has like a, a, a wall around them, you know, so there's like, you, you can get to know people and hang out and this and that and be there. But it's never going to be like the world. I'll just put it that way. God will never let you be violated, you know, either either mentally, physically inducted into, um, you know, their rituals, their sex, their whatever their thing is. You know what I mean? That, that God would never allow you to do that. He will destroy them before he ever even got close to that. Anyone allow you to um, agree to be initiated into, you know, a Baphomet cult or anything like that, or in, into <clears throat> the desperation of the people lined up for fame and fortune by selling their souls, which is laughable because selling one's soul is really pretty cheap these days. You know what I'm saying? You don't get any fame or fortune from that. They have their chosen ones. And we are the lambs. But we are the lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. We are the wrath of the Lamb in motion. And notice how we're all good friends, you know, but we get together and we get together here and there, but we don't just cling on to each other like families do or like other things do. We don't, we, we, we remain independent. And anyone that's ever tried to control us has gotten exasperated that we won't go under their control. But it's not that we won't. It's not a will. To, see, they mistake it as being will. I had a friend who, he blamed me. He just got so mad at me. And he said, you know, it's my fault. You know, thinking, well, you could have been more successful. You could have done this. You could have done that. And it's like, no, I did exactly what I've been led to do. And he goes, well, some people think that working harder is a way to overcome this. But it, you know, he was talking about the supernatural block on all people that are not initiated or connected to the B system. That there's an actual block so they can't, so you don't go forward. And um, and that block, uh, here it comes, or right, drum roll please. Okay, shot heard around the world. All right, here's that block. Basically is... Uh, You know, that block is um, the revival. If you tried to join the revival, that block would be uh, applied in a very tough manner. In other words, you wouldn't be allowed to. Go ahead and try. Prove me right. 
they will kick you out in your head. They will probably, you know, threaten to murder you. I mean, if you get close enough, if you start outing their FBI agents and all their surveillance and everything, because they surveil people in their homes, you know. And then what they do is they get them you to confess your sins, and then they blackmail you with that. That's that would be classic Calvary Chapel one hundred and one, which is what this this little movement is. It's just exactly like the Chuck Smith thing. It's it is Chuck Smith two point oh. And uh, but here's what the Lord is doing with it. The Lord is using it as an opportunity to put the name Jesus out there, and have them be. It's okay. Let them grow. No, 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 no. I'm not against it. I'm not saying shut down. These are these people have no, you know, they, these people are doing what they were meant, what they were born to do. This is all they can, this is as far as they can go. You know, into a collective cult where they're told what to do. That's that's all they know how to do. Either on the left or the right or any, any, any which way in between. And so what they're going to do is they're going to get to huge. They're going to be the alt movement against the woke. And they're going to take over the corporations, and they're going to take over this, they're going to take over that, and people are going to go, oh, what a great restoration of the United States. We have Jesus, and Jesus is coast to coast now, and we've revived. We're all of one big revival, one big thing. It's just one big hive mind. I know it doesn't say hive mind, did I? Okay, not a hive mind, but we're all on the same page, and we all want the same things. And Jesus is finally in control of America, and America's coming back. And pretty soon, we'll have Donald Trump, and we'll, tell, we'll, we'll have uh, prosperity, and... Nom, 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 nom. I, mean, I mean, I don't need to go any further, do I? And because we want it so bad. We need it so bad. We want revival so bad. We do, oh, God. Greg Laurie is doing a great work. He's wonderful. You know, the Lord's had me watching Laurie a long time. He's kind of the mastermind of uh, the evangelical movement in Orange County, California. And, uh, you know, kind of the, uh, the, the inheritor of the legacy of Chuck Smith. And I'm watching him. When I was 18, I remember I told you that the, the, the great uh, painter... Peter Adams, when he was a young leper snapper, he was a little older than me, but he gave me a ride down there to the, you know, some of the first ten revivals of Chuck Smith, and I, and I was there sitting among thousands. There were more than four thousand people. There were more like you know, ten thousand people. There twenty thousand people there, and that, that I mean, there's a lot of people there. And I got up and I went up to the stage and I, you know, and I said, I'll give everything, I'll give anything to be out of the trouble I'm in. I fe felt so bad. I was just really within months of committing, you know, suicide for real and going into a coma and having my heart stop and having, you know, just a broken, broken life that, you know, attacked, murdered by my own family. You know, and my crime was just being me. It's so unfair that God lifted me up out of that muck. And put me to work out here. I said, I'll give you an accurate word. And they'll all be inaccurate, but you'll be accurate. And then Rich Keldner told me, yeah, you're really accurate. But see, that's what they don't like. Of course they don't like the truth, folks. Of course, and the biggest haters of truth are the Christians. They want revival, I told you. They, they want revival their way. 
They are the beast. They will kill you. If they haven't already, you know, killed a lot of people, at least spiritually. They will shush you. They will train you. They will tell you how to interpret the Bible. They will tell you how to wipe your ass. And if you disobey in any way, they'll be on you. They'll come to your house. They'll look at the artwork on the walls. They'll take stuff down. They'll go into total control mode because that's all they know how to do. They're lizards. They're usurpers. So before you celebrate, what a great world that you got coming and how Mark Wahlberg is going to save your ass, think again. Wahlberg's in it for himself. That's clear. You know, he wants to create lots of lots of uh, revival people because he needs customers. It's just that simple. There's nothing more complicated about Wahlberg than that. He's not really the brightest bulb in the box, you may have noticed. But he's got good entrepreneurial instincts. But this is not the place for entrepreneurialism. You don't want to start making, you know, becoming, a, you know, an ultra millionaire off the backs of poor um, you know, Christians are wondering which way to go. And there's plenty of real lambs in there. They're just prodigal sons and daughters. They don't know. When they come out of this revival and out of these cults and out of these churches, they will be, you know, God will have protected them, but they, you know, they're going to have to come out of all that. It's not easy, folks, you know, going, you know, the, the, you say, well, you go it alone. Well, friends, we get together with lots of people here and lots of people there. We're still alone. You're never going to have that connection, that familial connection that the world loves uh, if you're with God. You just won't. They will, re they will reject anything that has to do with anything. They want you to renounce that, especially the Christians. They're not your friends. They're your friends as long as you obey, as long as you contribute, as long as you do what you're told. But it's all, it's all about... Why do you think the government is allowing this Jesus movement to take place? Control. That's all you need to know about um, your buddy Greg. He was a control freak back then. He ran the Harvest uh, Crusades. You know, now it's a big news that 4,000 people baptized. You know, people have had it. They're going to Jesus. And believe me, the Lord laughs at the thanks. The Lord will, will if... Whoever is his that mistakenly went into that revival um, thing as part of their spiritual development and growth, they will learn all this and the Lord will protect them. The Lord will deal with them. If they belong to the Lord, they'll be, they'll be on their way out of there soon enough. Something will happen. They'll get threatened probably in their private groups. They break off into smaller and smaller groups and then they have these high pressure like little prayer things where they... You know, if you're not you know, towing the line, they'll accuse you of not towing the line. They actually will go up to you and say, hey, you know, Joe, do you realize that uh, the coffers went down this week? Why do you think that is, Joe? And, you know, and they'll blame that. And what they're talking about is magic. They're talking about the magical connection to the B system, that if they were magically connected to the B system, then those coffers would overflow. But because you're in opposition, that's putting a block on the coffers. That's what that means. How many of you had had that experience? Not too many. Okay, well, 
Uh, it's out there. They will accuse you of blocking the movement, of blocking their prosperity. They will accuse you of, 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 of being uh, the enemy, of being the devil, of being Satan. They'll accuse you of anything and everything. But I saw this in the paper today, you know, in my little news feed. And I started reading about the, uh, the 4,000 baptized, you know, or 4,400, whatever it was. And then I just said, I wonder how long before it pops the name Greg Lurie. And lo and behold, folks, it popped right up. Just right on cue. Like I predicted exactly what would happen and exactly happened. And what I told you is exactly 100% correct. If you have any problem with it, then you take it to the Lord. Because you don't take it to me. I'm the messenger here. And this is what the Lord thinks about this. Deluded. These people are deluded. And they want you to lie. I mean, that's the other thing. They want you to lie. You know, they want you to put on a, a Jesus face, a forgiving face. You tell everybody how great they are. And they want you to butter each other up, even if you don't mean it, as, as part of your Jesus walk of forgiveness and mercy and brotherly love. Now, the connection to the world system is supernatural. It can only be seen with supernatural eyes. Or it's a force. So when people see bad things happen to you, like I'm sure the health issue with me, they go, oh, you see, God's punishing that for something. No, no, the devil has a, a way with it. You know, the day I leave here will already have been foreordained. God already told me that I was, you know, into um, years ago, I had health challenges. The, the more, the better way to look at my situation is, Wow, you're still alive. The Lord, the, hallelujah, the Lord can still kept you alive. You were supposed to die a few years ago. And that would be true. That would be the way to look at it. You're supposed to die when Francesca died. Absolutely. Part of me did. Well, Francesca died. That proves that you don't have God's favor. You couldn't keep Francesca alive. No. Not true. She was, she was, uh, she fulfilled her, uh, her stay on earth, exactly as it was uh, planned out. Why would God allow her to commit suicide? She exercised her will, and her will was faulty because she had also made a uh, pact with the AMA for Zoloft and other drugs, you know, and um, she was uh, unable to overcome the doubt. She had doubt. About God, she had God in her heart, but she had doubt. She didn't have much in the way of faith, I think. And um, if she did, she'd be here today. But I think she's a good reminder that faith can make, can move mountains. Faith could be the difference between life and death. But many good people lose their lives in suicide. Think about all the uh, people today that are like you know, and 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 lambs, people that are lambs do get taken. And who knows why the Lord would, would take someone. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you one thing about her. She's in a better place than she was in, and she couldn't handle the world another day. I mean, it was like, you know, it was almost like a mercy killing. She was completely destroyed by her mother raised her. And so that's, you know, 90% of the problem right there.
No, evil, evil people. Evil friends, predators. And so, you know, she, she leveled with me about some of the abuse things. I didn't realize her mother was taking her to these parties where there were abusers there that, you know, their, their whole thing is t- having sex with children. So that was, you know, another big deal. You could say she died of pedophilia, that she died of being abused and traumatized by the abuse, and that led to her hating herself, and then she killed herself. So when they want to open up the floodgates of, you know, child love and all that, um, you know, I mean, this guy here, me, I'm not fooled one bit. I know exactly what they're up to. Okay? What they are up to is uh, basically killing the children and killing the society. No society that has allowed child predators to run rampant, including, you know, child sacrifice. No society like that has ever stood. They've all been destroyed by God. So if you think God's going to bless America with a revival now, for people that... Anyway, watch how God does it, guys. No, no, no. The way to look at it is to be grateful that Jesus is coming into the fore. See, Jesus, why... Why would Jesus be back? They got really, they don't talk about Muhammad that much anymore. They don't talk about uh, Krishna. No, it's Jesus who's making the big stand in America. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So you see, that's, that's God. That's what God's saying. God's using this movement and all these people to get Jesus. I wondered how this would happen because people said, oh, they've forgotten Jesus. Oh, they left the churches. They'll never be another. They don't get it. Well, this is a church revival, folks. Go ahead and read the article on Breitbart and drop down. You'll see how many churches are involved in promoting this. If the churches are involved, the government is also involved. Why wouldn't the government oppose it? Obedience. Obedience. I need to do some new music, though. Okay. Oh, it hasn't left California yet. That guy, the guy that everyone loves. Oh, the Chosen. The Chosen's another beast thing, too. I have not been able to watch it. I just can't. I know the story, I would like it and all that, but I just can't. I can't in good faith and good conscience. I cannot watch it. But the guy that's playing Jesus, he looks perfect. He looks just like Jesus would have looked. This Jewish guy, Middle Eastern kind of guy, and... I'm sorry, that's not enough to... Con- He's also involved in this whole Jesus Movement uh, movie that just came out. Executive produced by... <laughs> Greg Lurie. <laughs> your, your favorite guy. One time, just to put my mind on Lurie, you know, I rented a car in Maui. And... Um, no, I love Maui. I, mean, I wouldn't want to live there. I get I get tired. I get rock fever pretty easily. I like the big open plains, you know. I like the ocean. I like lakes, too. I like streams. I like, uh, I like it all, really. Not a, really a mountain diet so much. But uh, Maui, yeah, I got his car, and in the, he left something in the glove compartment. And it said Lori. It was all his info. I just threw it away. I figured he could get another receipt from Hertz or whoever it was. 
But that put my mind on the uh, Maui Calvary Chapel. Because we were going down to Kihei to see Tino, Francesca's uh, uh, uncle, Uncle Tino. Yeah, and we had a lot to grieve about, you know. Because we had had Francesca over to Maui three or four times. And he told me he was going to leave whatever fortune. He'd become a millionaire through the restaurant that he created. And with other people's money and all that. And he worked really hard. He was just really talented. Anyway, he, um, he said he was going to leave her the whole thing. And no one else in his family. Which would have pissed him off. That just shows what kind of like hostility there is in that big Italian family. But um, anyway, bottom line is, Tita, that put my mind on the Calvary Chapel. So if you... It's it's in Kihei, and if you pass, you know, which is the uh, south, is the uh, the sunny side of the island. The, the each island has a leeward and, and another side. You know, one side is like tropical rainforest, the other side is like more arid, more desert like. Right, every that's like you know, kind of a physics thing. So this is on the sunny side where they have to water the lawns and all that. And uh, you tr- you pass by this beautiful Calvary Chapel, you know, uh, you know, sanctuary chapel. It was a big Calvary Chapel. So I'm, I'm like, oh my god, really? And it's like, yeah, they keep they keep going to where there's like in, in Kihei, it's like a really big, uh, lots of surfers. You know, Maui is a big surf surf one of the surf capitals of the world. And so they're you know basically whatever there's ocean waves, whatever you see these things cropping up. Huntington Beach, you know, big one revival. Uh, Surfers for Jesus is there at Huntington Beach. Um, you know, and it's all kind of uh, spawned from the uh, the Chuck Smith uh, saving the hippies down in Huntington Beach. Um, on, um, uh, you know, back in the, in the late 60s, early 70s. The Jesus Movement, it was called back then. So that's really what's being revived. And um, I thought I would just share my... Um, truth with you that um, that you know don't be disappointed God is moving this whole this whole movement when you hear the name Jesus coming into the fore into the news because I was wondering how it would happen how is God going to bring Jesus back when look it's almost been killed by using the the other side by using the the churches by using the revival that's how he's bringing Jesus front and center, and it's going to grow. Now, if you if you try to participate in it, you'll be, you know, blasted out like a cannon, like a cannonball, <laughs> like like one of those. Uh, what are they called? The the the, the, the thing that throws the. Uh, it, I, I forget what that's called. Um, but yeah, no, my mind is not completely back from the from the drugs. I'm just, you know, wow, that's really, you know, pretty amazing. I thought Thorazine was bad, but uh, a catapult. Okay, so it's like, it's like, it's like they will catapult you out of there. <laughs> they'll pull back this big rubber band and put you on there. They'll, they can 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 throw a person, you know, like three hundred miles. And they'll just catapult you out to Catalina, you know. <laughs> they'll make it into a prison island. And they'll take over government, you know. And it'll be this, like, you'll be going, wait, I believe in God and everything. But this is like some totalitarian, it's like it is, like it is a Nazi thing. Oh, it's Nazi. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, and they're going to vote conservative. So you conservatives out there, you think they're your brethren? No. My own family was all conservative. I mean, except for uh, some cousins and whatnot. But basically, you know, uh, they were completely down. They think that this world system is wonderful. They think that if you play by the rules, you get to retire and have your kids and have this life and, you know, and then see you later after you've done such a great job and God says, "Go well done, good and faithful servant. And they, everybody gathers around your bed, sends you off into a nice, lovely abode of, of um, you know, what dreams may come. You know? That's not going to happen, man. So, when I said stay tuned for what God's going to do, the revival is part of that. How is he going to get the name Jesus on everybody's tongue after Jesus has been so stomped out of our society? Here it is. Look no further than the builders of the bridge on the River Kwai. They are going to make sure it happens. And they're going to pray a lot in Jesus' name. And they're going to throw away the name Jesus everywhere. And they're, they're going to bite their tongue and they're not going to hear a cuss word out of them ever because they're under control, because they're not real. Because um, there's punishment. It's nasty control, not allowing a person to develop, not allowing a person to have his own thoughts, or like in my case, I told them I had a prophecy for the church the Lord had given me, and I mean, this is way back then, this back, you know, years and years and years ago, but, uh, you know, I, I think the future for me is whatever time the Lord has given me to, to be here, um, you know, it will be spent in the prophetic and I will come more and more out toward that direction as the years can go by. Um, but look no further into, I think uh, uh, Pia is organizing my uh, uh, some music now. And as Rich Keltner said, I've been in touch with him. Put your prayers out there for Rich Keltner too. He's, he's battling health issues. All the people like, you know, that I know are like battling, all the males, all the men are battling, you know, these health issues. He's been a real fighter and then they hate him because he cast demons out and, you know, anyway, so he's got a challenge. But uh, what he said, uh, uh, Trish has been in contact with him and he was saying that um, looking back on DCP, that all the lyrics were 100% perfect, spot on. Yet they were 10 years ahead. And some, you know, like diluted or just the character of, you know, that's just basically about church and, and about um, how they want you to uh, to be a part of the group. They want you to lie. And if somebody wrongs you, you've got to be, you know, butter them up and be nice to them and try to get along with them rather than just barking at them. And, of course, all that is not even biblical. That's not biblical at all. The Bible says to work it out with some, if you have a a disagreement that comes to an anger or something like that to work it out before you bring your petition to the Lord. To work it out 
That might involve some yelling. That might involve some suffering. Not, you know, walk on eggshells and treat everything with kid gloves and just not even participate in any kind of life. Which would mean refraining from anger. Is refraining from anger uh, uh, godly? Hell no. Anger is one of the things that gets us to, to, to move toward righteousness. Anger is one of those things that helps us to divide the truth from the lie. We get angry when we see people lying. We get angry when we see people, you know, deceiving us, trying to delude us by saying something that's not true. And folks, if you're lying out there, prevaricating, you know, just fudging the truth even with your friends and with people to make everybody get along, God's going to smack you down like, 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 uh, you know, like a TKO, man. He's going to knock you out. He's going to knock your ass out. The worst thing in the world is little lies that go on and on and on to trying to keep the peace. Those kind of lies are the worst. And people that do that end up with lots of problems. They wind up with the short end of the stick. They wind up feeling like victims. And then they resent everybody else. And they resent and then it gets, then you know, the, you can't just keep correcting yourself. If you're angry, if you're upset, whatever, you, you know, you're going to have to explain it, work it out. And, and it might be, you know, easier to just stuff it down. I've stuffed a lot of stuff down with, you know, drinks and, you know, trying to avoid things and looking the other way and doing this. And I realized it doesn't work. Prophetically, it's weird because you could have a grudge with somebody that's 30 years old. And then you have to, then you're compelled, like, should I just email that person and tell them, I, okay, ultimately I forgive you, but this is what you did to me and it really sucks and I really hate what you did. But God loves you and, uh, you know, and I'm just letting you know I've let it go. There's no more connection of anger or, or negativity or hatred or, or any curse or anything. I, I withdraw. I understand. And I, I was, I was, I don't need your apology. If I have it, that's fine. But if you don't apologize, I still, Forgive and forget, but it's taken 10 years to get to that point. It's taken 20 years to get to that point. It's taken all my life to get to that point. Or I just haven't quite made it yet, but this is what's going on with me, and I'm sorry, but you hurt me. You know, you hurt me by not telling me the truth. You hurt me by, you know, because you knew I'd get mad, so you just kept it from me. Or whatever, you know, I'm just, you know, it could be anything. So you just kept it from me because you didn't want me to get mad. And so now it's a big problem. Now everybody's bad and everyone's dysfunctional. Everything's going down the tubes and we're failing. Well, why would that be? Well, maybe because you're not living right up with God. It's not easy to tell the truth. But it does give you, you know, get you, you know, a cleaner slate going forward and a better path without surprises of reversals. But when you're trying to keep the peace or you'll say anything to butter people up or the people that don't like you, you're trying to be friends with and all that, they're gonna, you're going to get stomped in the ground. And then you're going to doubt your faith. You're going to say, well, where is God now? The answer is, is really, where are you? You know, why, why don't you be real? 
You know, you don't like what the other side is doing to you. And, you know, there's no point in trying to slide by. I mean, they're, 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 Eyes are like daggers pointing right at you. You know, if you want, you can just walk by and laugh at them. That's, that's, well, they hate that worse than anything if you laugh at them. If you laugh at them, they're just, uh, I would just, listen, if you laugh at them, they, they will be devastated. That, that, that hurts them more than anything else in the world. When you laugh at them and you just mock them, because, and why would I, in the, in the spirit of Psalm 2, in the spirit of Psalm 2, you know, the Lord laughs at them. Where's that song by Trish? You need new songs now, Trish. Well, we're going to be home today. Lord willing. Yeah. Well, I've kept you up to date on everything that's happening, you know, and, um, all that's gone on. And um, this little crisis, you know, began, you know, big crisis, life-threatening crisis, I guess is what it is. Um, so we're playing fast and loose with life, huh? Well, our good buddy, what's his name? Julian Sands, the great, the, you know, the, the uh, uh, an ongoing, you know, always working kind of actor who narrated the uh, documentary that I was in. Uh, he he went hiking. He's got a family and he's, you know, still looks good. You know what I mean? I met him at the Frightmare last year in Dallas. And he, uh, like I say, he looked great, sounded great. You know, just um, even though he was older, he just didn't, you know what I mean? He was just really vibrant. And uh, really a kind person. Like the last person you'd ever think, you know. Then he went hiking up in um, Mount Baldy on that day where they had a blizzard. And I, why would someone hike on a blizzard? I mean, was that a death wish? Or did, I, I don't, he was an expert at hiking, so maybe not. But he invited the um, uh, his friend, who was the lead in... in um, Quantum Devil to go with him, but his friend couldn't make it, so he went on his own, and and then he never came back, and they never found the body. And that was just like the first thing that the last thing he did was narrate our documentary, and that that was the last thing he did on on Earth. And it's really bo bothered a, a lot of us. I mean, we've um, we were actually planning a movie around him, you know, him and uh, and. Uh, uh, and Malkovich, and they, you know, it was a, you know, a cool film, you know, and but he was very necessary to be, you know, you know, playing off John Malkovich. The two of them were like, like, you know, they they were just really good. They're like best friends, so they really know each other, you know. So there'd really be a great, uh, a great little movie there, and it was just it wasn't, yeah, what's supernatural, I guess, but. It's been hard to recover from that, you know, to 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 get excited about anybody else or think about anybody else in the role. It's just weird, you know. It's just like because we don't have a. You know, I didn't know him that well, but I felt that connection. You know that this that that uh, you know that there was. How do I feel a connection with people after everything I've said here today? Well, you know, and this is not the church. The, the church club is one thing; they totally reject us. But the. Um, 
a guy like that, you know, an independent artist like that, that's, uh, you know, looking for work and, you know, honest work, honest pay, you know, just a, basically a, you know, good guy and honest, you know, just a person out there that's being themselves, you know what I mean? It's, it's, um, I felt the connection because of kindness and just an overall kind spirit, you know what I mean? And my spirit just really related to that. And so I felt a connection there that I don't usually feel with, the, you know, people that are barking rules at me. And um, he was... Uh, He was concerned. He 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 felt that I shouldn't have survived that. I know that's one thing he told me. I should not have survived my own. I shouldn't have survived past eighteen. In in his view, but I did. So that would be my opportunity to say, well, and I don't know his status whether he believed in God or not or anything. I could have said, Julian, guess what? You know, the reason I survived was God. You know, well, he knew that from the documentary. Yeah, I guess he did. I guess he did know that. Yeah, and also, um, he was just such a sweet guy when we were going up the elevator, him and Loris and I, and uh, there was people coming in, you know, at various floors on the elevator, and then uh, he was pushing the button for people, and then they were realizing who he was, <laughs> you know? It was You're... kind of cute. They're you're so and so. Yeah. You're 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 so and Julian You're uh, you're Sting. Yeah. Are you Sting? No, no, it's Julian Sands. And then when we went into the hotel room to do our business, and he goes, "Wow, this just seems so normal to me." <laughs> he was just really sweet. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. Really, you know, and that's and then and then gone. You know, he's gone. Lord took him. That's my my guess. Well, the Lord took him, and uh, it um, left a, um, a big, hole. big hole. So we just go to the Lord for, for you know, for for to, to for any kind of grief, and we go to the Lord for any kind of uh, trouble, and um, like that, or a troubled spirit, and what we. Hope is that the Lord will... Because really, what else can soothe us from something like that? You know, um, when people die. And dealing with death itself. In our society, we have a sick way of dealing with it. And um, we have a sick way of dealing with anything. People don't really gather around the dead. They, when you, people that get old, they just get shunned. People don't want to deal with that. They don't want to see that... They want them, they believe that they're immortal. You know, they just joined the, the system. They just got their first job. They're just getting out of college, and the world's their oyster. And I don't want to see these old boomers that are let them all these old shriveled white men kick the bucket and then, and uh, let us make a new utopia for ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, that didn't catch on too well. Now there's anti woke, so now we have Jesus. But don't worry. The bad guys are, are ruling it all. But God has the final word over it all in this sense. Ultimately, it was always God's plan that we would be right here. And it's written and prophesied in the Bible numerously that when societies get to the point that we're at, this is the kind of thing you can expect. 
And, and um, so I expect that God will use this revival, which is very, you know, this is a you know, prophetic statement today. Um, you know, he'll use it to get that, to get the name Jesus out there. That's exactly, because I, I prayed about this. I asked him, how are you going to get that? You know, they don't even know what Jesus is. Well, they're, they're starting to know now. And it will spread, believe me. And then at some point it will turn to the real thing, but not through the churches. It would be through the people. The churches are not the people. Mark Wahlberg does not represent the people. He's like a churchianity church, kind of like, you know, I'm going to get a line of clothing, of Jesus clothing and Jesus this and alternative movies and get you guys to buy my movies and buy my stuff. And I'm not going to buy one of them. I'm, not, I'm staying as far away from that as I can, just like The Chosen. I don't get near that. I don't watch it. I want to watch it. I'm not going to see it. Because there's a spiritual issue. There's a spiritual divide. There's a great divide. And even if I wanted to, the TV would break. The satellite would go out. Something would happen. What would it prevent me of doing? It would prevent me. Me specifically from getting close. Because see... When I get too close to them, if I had, you know, I mean, if the Lord told me to go down there and start prophesying, I would, but you know what they did last time. Again, they were going to kill me. I got away. But yes, that's, that's what they do. Why? Well, because when you, when you prophesy to them in a very powerful organization like Evangelical Church, um, and you're accurate. If God sent you in there to prophesy, they want to kill you. Doesn't that make sense? I hate you. And especially when it turns out to be accurate. And they hated the idea that you were writing Lamb. They said, oh, yeah. no, no, you, you can't write that now. You have the, to. the most accurate Christian novel in the history of all writing. And look, it's shunned. People don't even look at it. And there, right before them, was a jewel. And they couldn't even and finish they, reading it. They just shun it. It's and they said, well, we're going with Jerry Jenkins. It's scary. Left behind, yeah. This is, you know, this is too much. This is prophetic. It looks like this is what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. And the, the guy that was leading the lambs was a schizophrenic. He was getting messages from the Lord and blurting them out. And... Um, they, ah, you know, you know, having the homeless be uh, God's people is such a cliche, though. I'm like, okay, you know, they miss the fact there was a salesman and there was an executive and there was like even a, people from the church that they were God's people. But the fact of the matter is they didn't see there was a jewel dropped in front of them. And they did nothing. So let's take that lamb as a prophetic marker. It was... What they were supposed to do was they were supposed to sponsor me to get this um, into the pipeline with their other publishings. They, they publish lots of books. But they said, when you become a full member of the church, then you can start trying to write. Same, they didn't want you to be in the band. <laughs> they, they denied, I said, I'm glad to volunteer for the worship. They kicked me out of the worship group before I even started. They knew I, could, I was a good drummer. And I was ready to volunteer my time for the uh, worship group, and they didn't even have a drummer at that time. 
and uh, they had some hacking guy that didn't know how to play. And um, they, when you become a full member of this church, then, then you can join the fucking worship band. Isn't that whoop-de-doo for I, you? I even made them an apple pie. And Trish made them an apple pie, but they better not <laughs> eat it. Because they know if they made us an apple pie, they put razor blades in it. So that's your revival, and there's your prophetic word, and let's see how many people actually accept it. You know, the, the United States has never accepted me in any way, shape, or form, but had they, uh, things would be, you know, like light years better. But because they reject me, they reject the Lord, they reject the Bible, they reject the word, they reject uh, Jesus, they reject, they take the name and they try to harp on the name and they try to build the name, but they do it all in their own committees and their own subgroups and their own, um, you know, raising money through their own uh, businesses and business models. And they could care less about the truth. They just want to make money. And it's like, you'd think that Mark Wahlberg would, listen, I got advice for you, Mark. Just give your money away and walk out into the desert and see if anything occurs to you. You know, and drop the whole, you know, clothing for Jesus line and, and this whole, you know, for Greg Lurie, I, 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 don't, I don't know if there's hope there. <laughs> I doubt. And this guy's so far gone that it's, you know, it's like, it's just like automatic for him to exploit people, you know. And it's 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 sad. It's it's sad that nobody can get a word in. You know, everybody has to like worship these people, and I just don't get it. Anyway, Jesus' name is being spread by God using them, and it's going to take over, and we're going to have Jesus everywhere. But then, will the people accept Jesus? Well, not the ones spreading it. They won't. They haven't yet. Because if they really, ironically, if they actually accepted Jesus, they'd stop what they're doing. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, God knew all this. So he's spreading the name Jesus everywhere. But you won't, you won't, you won't see any of us, none of us will participate. If, unless it's real. I mean, I participate in... You know, the way we participate is we, we're, we're the group, you know, on the beach or here or there, get together when we can, you know what I mean? But our, our real revival, our real get-together will be with the Lord, with Jesus. And all, then in that day, everything will be connected. But uh, the world has barred us from any connection. And uh, when they see that, they come back in to separate you. They send, a, they send another party, a third party, in to, to break you up. And, you know, that's... Um, many of you who've been around a while have seen that very thing happen. When you get knocked down, though, if you have the unction of the Lord, and you know the Lord wants you to keep going, the whole point of that is, is so they see that you get back up on your feet when most of them could never even get to their knees. And that inspires them, and it can even turn some hearts. That is true uh, evangelism. When they see something, and they, they either get jealous of it, or they want it, or they understand there's something real. 
So that's that's um, coming. And by the way, I'm not. I have no opinion of you know what. What I have no want. I have no. I have no. Uh, you know, I don't have a horse in this race. Um, I, you know, the, the revival people can. You know, I'm certainly happier to see revival people, but then I know all the pedophilia goes back behind closed doors and hidden. You know, so I'm like. Um, you know, but I, but I, I'm sure happy to see the name Jesus coming out. Hallelujah. I know the source of it is, you know, but I know how God's using it. So, you know, and there's nothing these people will do ultimately that's outside of God's view. But I mean, we are in a time of judgment and that includes the revival. I won't even call it a revival. When the name is established again, when it grows to be everywhere, the prophets will come out and they will start, you know, causing division between churches. <laughs> Can't we ever win? He paints such a negative. No, it's not a negative picture. I'm painting what's called a accurate and realistic and 100% true picture. But if we want to go back to delusion and lies, that's fine. You know, it's a great world, great revival, having fun. Can't wait. Can't wait to get one of those the, the Mark Wahlberg clothes and go to the big revival in Vegas. You know, Vegas, we're going to turn into a, a Jesus town. You know what I mean? And it's going to become all about, it's going to get wild. It's going to get wild, man. It's going to get wild. It's going to be just huge. And... Uh, You know, but you know, you know the truth. Oh, yeah, E thirteen. You know the truth, right? When it gets to be like that, and there's money involved, folks. You know what I'm saying? You get you. You feel me? When there's money involved, what happens? Hmm. When there's money involved, and you have thousands of people. And they're going to these movies and they're funding these movies. You know how much money these people have been able to raise from crowdfunding me and they don't have to pay it back? Tens and, you know, you know, you know it's going up into like $100 million. And Mark Wahlberg saw that and he's like, I'm in. I'm setting up my clothing line in Vegas. He's Father Stew. And God will use Mark to put that out there and to get all that done. But it's going to be um, not exactly a, um, a nice road for the, for the people that uh, fall in line. I believe he will be successful, as he always is. <laughs> He'd make a good Derek. Yeah, I'm not opposed to even using him as, as an actor. I'm just my, my point is, is that... Uh, you know, this is exactly what you don't want to hear and what the world doesn't want to hear. This is what the Christian world does not want to hear. This is where they, they're going to say, Zeph, you're a hater. And I'm not, I have no horse in the race. I'm fine with the revival. I'm just, see, what I'm doing is this. I'm not poo-pooing. I'm saying this is what it is. Go ahead and, you know, keep it going. I mean, whatever is going to happen with it, with Jesus' name, it's God that controls it. I know that. At the same time, we know what it is. Will that cause repentance within the church? No. Not until the time of 
you know, what Charles called the tribulation saints. And then there will be um, martyrdom, and you know, there'll be uh, there'll be some beautiful, uh, amazing miracles and saints, and just just the whole world will be eventually just uh, the the beast will fail, and the whole world will be ruled by the Lord. There just won't be this 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 thing we're in right now. But okay, let me put it another way. Do any of you believe that we're going to go to revival now and then everything's going to be okay? I mean, I said that the other day, but what I meant was everything's going to be okay, meaning their, their stuff's coming down. Not everything's going to be okay, you know. Get ready for a commercial revival. See, God's not going to, going to let this... He will not let... The, the foundation of what he's built here, you know, making us aware of the uh, the uh, the COVID and the, all the things that are happening. He's not going to let that go unaddressed. I mean, all that's part of this tribulation. And the name Jesus will come out to be front and center because they have to be afraid of the wrath of the Lamb and they got to be hiding from the wrath of the Lamb. So you're seeing this great miracle of God. If you can get beyond your human self, and your selfishness, you could then see it. You could see this movement of God. But if you're stuck in your little rooting for this group or rooting for that group or wanting a, you know, a great economy, that I mean, I, I like a great economy. And I'd like to sell our films and be. I'd like to be successful, but I'm not going to. Um, you, you understand? Well, I, I can't explain myself too much, but you, some of you understand. Um, why I've uh, been like I am. Well, for one reason, they have to ignore me to, for a time and then, and then, you know, be shown that that was a mistake. And um, they'll be, you know, that, that's going to end. They're ignoring me. We'll, it will end. And we will take advantage of it, but we're not going to be cashing in on Jesus' name to take advantage of it because we don't need to because we're children of God. We don't need to have a business model, Greg Laurie. We don't need to have a church in all these stupid meetings. And we don't need to, uh, you, you know, uh, basically destroy the faith of millions of people by saying Jesus, but then denying him. All right, I'm out of here. You know, I've been, uh, I've had my own pain and suffering the last one. So if I haven't, you know, been on the email or been doing this or that or whatever, it's been, you know, trying to, 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 to bear it, you know, and doing the best I can. And, you know, um, I don't know what the Lord has in store. Maybe the Lord will have a miraculous healing or maybe it's my, maybe I'm a relic and it's my time to go. I don't know, but I showed up today. You know, I know one thing. You guys desperately need us relics. And I also know another thing. In the Bible, all these prophets, they were like my age. They weren't, you know, 25. Just saying. You know, I don't know if that's got anything to do with me or not, but I mean, that's something I did observe a long time ago. 
And with that, I bid you shalom, shalom, shalom. I'm glad you guys shalom, made it. Shalom, shalom. Good to see everyone. God bless you all. God bless. Well, what are you telling me? They lie? What, for money? How much money are you talking about here? <laughs>